0: Make it juicy. That sauce it. Can you please tell me where the money takes day- And when i did the math i knew that something's wrong can you please tell me where the money day the because i really do not know really do not know
1: hello everyone and welcome to the culture university podcast look at me the culture university podcast the podcast for the bougies ratchets, and those in between i am your host Brittany, and today we are joined by a special special guest i'm all over the place right now with my speaking but today we're joined by a special guest ajakuma Yes. I'm so proud of myself, <laughs> and only <laughs> only she will understand why. Um, how are you doing today? First
2: of all, I'm doing amazing. I'm a little tired, but I'm really I'm really excited just about life in general. So I'm doing good on this Tuesday.
1: Okay, that's good. That's good to hear. Now, um, tell the people about who you are and what you do, mm-hmm. um, because I know that you are an artist. But Mm -hmm. the way I look at artistry, you could be, you know, the way the world is now, music and social media and all these other different platforms. So you could be an artist of... Anything. uh, Yeah, or or more than just one thing. So go ahead and explain to the people who you are as far as being an artist is concerned.
2: Yeah, so as you mentioned, my name is Aja Kuma. I am an artist. I'd like to think of myself as... um, an Afrofusion artist, so a lot of my work that thus far and especially the stuff that I'm currently working on that hasn't been released Mm -hmm. um it's definitely centered on like being a first generation Ghanaian young woman like in New York and what that experience is like so
0: um
2: so yeah so I'm, I'm a singer I feel like I would consider myself like a singer first and you know and then a songwriter um and I went to school um and studied communications and media so I also do have that have that like communications arts, um, media arts background. So I'm kind of all over the place, but definitely being an artist uh, um, and a singer is my first focus.
1: Okay. So now talk to us. I'm glad that you hit on being a Ghanaian woman in new york in america because i have a friend who is also a part of that same nationality um she's she's not in new york she's um in baltimore shout out to agnes Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. but talk to me about your experience um you know as a woman Mm -hmm. of a different nationality in not only america but like the top place to be in america one of the yeah new york it's either new york (laughs) or la or atlanta so but you're in the number one spot so tell me about your experience yeah
2: it's it's always really interesting the more i think about it especially now i guess now that i'm really reflecting on like who i am and how i was raised and how i grew up and now i'm trying to I've been thinking about it so deeply as I'm working on music. Um, I feel like it's really, it's such a unique experience and it's such like, it really is a fusion of different experiences. Cause you're growing up obviously like being raised in New York, being raised in America, but it's like you go home and you're surrounded by a completely different set of like cultures and customs and clothings and smells from what you're used to seeing at school, like from your friends, from your peers mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, so like, a lot of my memories, a lot of my identities or my identity um, or identities um, is is really centered around like, like I said, like going to school and being around like, you know, I went to school like with a lot of Haitians, like it was pretty diverse, I guess, Haitians, mm-hmm. white people, um, Dominicans, all of that. Um, But I was like, I was always the only African, like the only African, even though I had a bunch of Haitian friends. So, you know, obviously you can kind of relate to um, other nationalities as well. So it would be cool. But like, I never had like an actual African person I could relate to just because um, where I went to school, it was like on the outskirts of the city. So like, I didn't go to school in like Manhattan or the Bronx or anything like that. So... So when I was in my environment, like it always felt like I could relate to people, but not all the way. And I think people knew that I was something else. Like they knew, like she, they knew she was something else, but they didn't know what it exactly was. Like they knew I had like a different last name. They looked, they knew I looked kind of different, but they obviously couldn't put their finger on it, especially during right. like middle school time period when you're thirteen, fourteen, twelve. You know, during that time, um, and like I would think about. Like, on Sundays, we would go to church every week, and that was when I was always around, like, all Ghanaians, you know, not even just Africans, but specifically Ghanaians, because our church was in the Bronx. So I would think about, like, the fact that I'm living on the outskirts of the city where there's not a lot of people who are specifically like me and then on Sundays I would go into the Bronx and I'd be like I would see everyone who looks like me everyone who Mm -hmm. has like is wearing the same kente cloth you know everyone is an auntie everyone is eating the same jollof rice or you know what I'm saying it's very Mm -hmm. it's just very interesting and now I think I'm just trying to put all of those different experiences and trying to understand it and synthesize it um through the music
1: okay which is great now before we get to the music I do want to ask you because i I pride myself in being a young single auntie, and I heard you say, Woo! and I, but I heard you say that you know that that term. So, in your culture, what exactly does that term mean? Like
2: being an auntie? Yes. Oh, <laughs> to me, like when you know, it's funny because when when I just went to Ghana recently. Someone was just like, oh yeah, you know, you know, kids are probably gonna be calling you auntie now. And, and I was like, auntie, I'm only 23, auntie. Cause to me, the way I pictured that, the way I grew up and picture it is that like, if I'm calling you an auntie, it's like, you're either, you're, you're an elder. Like you are okay. an elder, you are experienced. Like you are of a certain age. That's what I consider an auntie. So of course okay. you like your blood auntie, like your mom's sister, your mm-hmm. dad's sister. But just anyone who is older than you, it's I guess it's more of a sign of, like, respect than anything. So, okay. to me, I, I wouldn't call you an auntie, to be honest. Like, I wouldn't call no, you an auntie. No, not like, in your culture, no. No. <laughs> but but you, you have, like, nieces and nephews that call you auntie? Oh, yeah. of
1: course. Yeah, well, I mean, like, I have, well, I, yeah, I have three nephews and a niece. And, well, I really, honestly, this is off subject, but yeah. I don't let them, I, not I don't let them, but I don't. I'm not like you gotta call me aunt britney or auntie and mm. call me britney oh um,
0: interesting mm-hmm.
1: and it's pretty much because like mm, the close relationships were like i just i don't know i i think two is my age like mm-hmm. um i'm 26 and i don't want to be an auntie yet no
0: i feel you <laughs> i don't want
1: to be an old lady yet not old lady but you know and but at the same time depending on like because you know you have like the term milf or you have like mm. you know and so i feel like personally i'm not a mom and i'm not like i haven't reached that point where i'm ready mm. to be a mom mm-hmm. so for me it's just like well i'm gonna put on for the single aunties because mm-hmm. i'm not the only auntie out here and so i think it's i i I kind of embrace being an auntie because it's like, yeah, like, I'm the fine aunt, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. I'm the person that the kids can come to and have a good time and then they can go back home. So I've been kind of embracing this. So that's just my take on it. And I just didn't want to assume that you all's um, name meaning behind the word aunt or auntie was the same as the um, American culture or the African American culture, you know? No, yeah.
2: I definitely hear that you.
1: Was
2: no. Yeah, sorry, go ahead.
1: No, I was I was
2: done. You good. Yeah, I was just I was just gonna say it's in, it's definitely interesting because it's like you can have like a random like if I go to Ghana right now, like mm. there could be a random kid, like if he needs something from me, he might refer to me as auntie and it's just like it just takes me back like, oh wow, like I'm auntie to them and it just it's just interesting. It's just yeah. weird. <laughs> It's just weird. But I mean, I
1: feel like if you have that wisdom, then it goes a long way anyway. So if Absolutely. You're looking at me as your auntie, because I dropped the jewels, then I'm mm-hmm. it. so it's whatever. Absolutely. um so like going into so you are an artist, a writer, yeah. as well as um a recording artist, so to speak. What would you say is your biggest inspiration as far as your music is concerned
0: mm-hmm
2: who oh, um a big question my biggest inspiration um i think as of right now as of right now i'm really just looking into myself and like i'm really trying to be in tune with my experiences and like what i've went through up until this point in my life. So mm-hmm. I'm really trying to look to myself as that inspiration, like really think about how I was feeling when I was going through these certain situations, like whether it was jobs, relationships, like schooling, you know, if I was going through situations when I was younger throughout throughout high school, middle school, like I, I'm really trying to look deep in myself and understand what I was going through and take that as inspiration. But also outside of that, um, I definitely... In terms of artists, like my one of my favorite artists of all time is Lauren Hill. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, this Lauren list- Hill.
0: Uh-huh.
2: yes, Miss Lauren Hill. So uh, on the other hand, like always, always listening to like the projects that inspire me and, and, and also, excuse me, understanding why they inspire me. I'm really learning that as an artist. It's not a not that it's not enough, but for me right now, I'm trying not to just take things as they are and be like, oh, I love this Lauryn Hill song, or oh, I love this song. I'm trying to understand like, why do I really like this song? Is it the words? Is it the melody? Is it like, Mm -hmm. you know, is it just the vibe? Is it just like the piano playing? So yeah, I'm trying to take inspiration from a lot of those different places. Okay.
1: So one thing I love (laughs) to hear is um, how people got started with whatever their craft is. And the main reason Mm -hmm. being because I think a lot of times we get so focused on the end result mm. when the journey and the learning part, which like I say all the time, and that was that, that's the premise of Council, mm-hmm. it, of, I'm about to say Council for the Culture, that's my <laughs> mental health platform. But the whole premise okay. of the Culture University podcast is to allow listeners to learn something that they may have never learned about or just understand. And Mm -hmm. so with that being said, what would you say your journey has been like your learning experience as far as music and recording and writing Mm -hmm. and things of that nature is concerned from, 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 from start to now, how, how was it? And what was it like?
2: Oh man, I, the, the learning process is, Something I feel like i'm really I was just having a conversation with a friend yesterday, and I was you know I was just explaining to her like some issues I was running into um regarding my journey, and I think there are many things that I've learned and I'm really glad to learn those lessons, but like things such as sometimes it takes time to figure out what you need to figure out like Definitely. when I was first starting to create music it's like I understood song structure I understood like okay there's a verse there's a chorus there's a verse there's the bridge like I understood song structure but I didn't know like how do I find music like how do I find the beat how do I find like a producer how do I write the lyrics that I've been writing to like I've been writing on my own personal time since I was like 15 how do I put that to music and have it actually sound good and once I do that how do I get people to hear it? Like, what's the process of that? And now that I'm doing it at like a more smoother pace and now it's becoming like second nature before it was, it was so much like trial and error and just feeling so like, uh, like I felt so, I felt so slow. I felt so dumb. Cause I was kind of like, this should be easy, but for some reason I'm not figuring out. So I think that is something I feel like any person in any industry or field should know. It's like, it takes time to figure out what you need to know. Um, Mm -hmm. The most important thing is that you're trying to find the information and you're trying to find the answer. Like you have to find the answer. Um, And then there's a lot of things I learned like, you know, like just because don't, sometimes we tend to bite off more than we can chew too early because we have our vision and visions are important but we also i think have to take stock in our actual situations and not over exert all our energy all our resources all our money all our time into one thing you know i think it's better i'm learning at least for me right now it's to it's to keep consistent like keep consistent like always right oh keep releasing songs. Don't feel like what this one thing you're working on has to be perfect or else that's it. Because something I've been telling people is that like for for me when I had this perfectionist mindset, I feel like it really held me back because I felt like if this was not perfect and if this is not going exactly how I envisioned It must be failure. It must not be good. It's just not. I didn't want to continue if it wasn't going to be perfect. I didn't want to release it until it was perfect. But now that I'm in the mindset of everything is growth, like everything that I do now should be better than what I did before. Every new project, song, whatever, should just be be much better than before and refined. And that's how I've been able to move forward and enjoy the small successes that come with growing. Um, so that's another thing I would say I learned as well. And the biggest thing, again, something you, you would learn in any industry is networking, talking to people who are in your space and like understanding what they're going through, um, understanding tips, tricks, getting advice. It's so important to, it's so important to, talk to not only the people you wanna be like, like networking, I think it's called networking vertically. So trying to reach up to talk to people, but like, look to your peers, like look to your peers who are also in college, who are also in your programs, who are also trying to be artists, see what's going on with them and see how you guys can come up together. Um, mm-hmm. Cause there's power in that. And there's one more thing I wanna um, mention. What was it? Oh yeah. What was it? Um, I can't remember, but I'll definitely come back to it if it comes
1: to me. <laughs> Most definitely. So if it like if we're talking and it comes back, then just be like, look, it came back. I got something to say. Okay. So you have your latest project and it's called Pay Me What You Hmm.
0: And I find mm-hmm. it very,
1: in the, the title very interesting as well as the cover artwork that goes along with it because it is, it's a black female and excuse me, and she's, she's, she looks very modern, and so with that, first of all, tell me about the title and the lyrics within the song, because I've listened, but listeners probably haven't listened to it, so tell Mm -hmm. me about that title and where everything, your lyrics and the title and everything derives from as far as your personal experience and the music is concerned.
0: Yeah, Um, so,
2: I feel like the title, the title was just very direct and that's exactly how I wanted it to feel. I wanted it to feel like you knew, like there wasn't going to be any guesswork or you trying to decipher what I'm talking about. When you see the title, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You see the picture of the cute um, figure, you know, like you you already have an idea of like experiences I, I I'm going to be discussing just by looking at the doll with natural hair, you mm-hmm. know, she's curvy. She's a black dark skin, um, figure and you see money coming down. Like you already, you already have some ideas going in your head. And the inspiration really came from, it had to be one of my full-time jobs that I had last year. Um, I I believe I wrote the song towards the end of 2019. And I was really, I was really just frustrated at my job I was just so frustrated because for many reasons actually like I just felt undervalued I felt I felt like I was undervalued and at the same time I felt like the people who are working there almost felt like I should be grateful that Mm -hmm. I have a job like coming out of college that I'm working you know at a certain organization and I'm and I 'm just there, and to me, in my mind i'm like you're not even paying me that much for you, for me to feel to be feeling this way like and people need right. to understand that none of these companies are going to be paying you that much for you to be feeling like shit and to be feeling like crap and i at a certain point, like I started feeling that way, um, there would be times where when I would walk in the office and I would just like feel uncomfortable off rip and by my nature i'm i'm definitely on the extroverted side like i'm cool with talking to people connecting with people i'm cool just doing that like talking to strangers if need be that's never been a problem for me but for some reason when i would when i would walk into the office i would feel like i would feel so small like ooh you can't fuck up today don't mess up anything make sure you do right. everything correctly like you don't yeah. you don't want to be on the chopping block so i would just have all of these feelings um, so I remember thinking that day, like, I need to write a song about this. I need to write a song about this. Um, so I just wrote a song about pay me what you owe and just all of the feelings I had about graduating from college. And I remember thinking like, wow, they tell you you graduate from college. And like, that's like the ticket to everything. Like that is the ticket to your success in life. <laughs> and it's like, we need to change that narrative because I do believe college is important. You learn a lot of things mm-hmm. there. But we have to stop framing it like it's like this one will all,
1: be all, the and, end, be um, all girl. and once you mm-mm. get a degree life will be great um and i'm mm-hmm. glad that you i'm glad that you that you touched on that because i know that i've been out of ooh i've been out of school since i've been out of undergrad i got my bachelor's degree 2016 mm-hmm. and i know that i definitely Experienced depression anywhere between 2016 mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. 2018 about two three years straight so wow. I know that I have my own life experiences going on but I also think that post-grad depression played a part in it so mm-hmm. can you talk to me about your post-grad like <laughs> mentally how were mm-hmm. you as far as your post-grad experience was concerned
2: Ooh, I remember so I remember I, I was living off campus. I, the first thing I did, I moved all my stuff back to my house, um, my family's house, living at home with parents. And I just remember from that moment on, like immediately after graduating, I would I would be getting up every single day at like 8, 8 a.m. latest, but just to apply to jobs in the morning, like apply, 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 apply. And the thing is, I always felt like, I always felt like, you know, girl, like you have a lot of skills, like you've done a lot, you've interned heavy, you volunteered heavy, you have a tight resume, you have strong cover letters, a a strong cover letter, like you have references. I thought all these things in my mind, because frankly, I did have that experience. And, you you know, professors were telling me, you know, you're a great writer, and you have a lot of experience, you'll be good. But Mm -hmm. I got I graduated May like from May to what May to September September I was just applying going on interviews and it was weird because I was getting interviews like I would be getting into multiple interviews a week but nothing would ever pan through And I started just getting thoughts in my mind, like, I'm not understanding. Like, I would be thinking, like, dang, was it because I had my natural hair out in a wash and go? I remember one time this man was interviewing me, and he made a comment to my my tip nails, like, oh, like, you have sparkly nails, I see. And when I finished the interview, in the back of my mind, I'm like what does that have to do with anything like why did you have to make reference to that so when i didn't get that position i was like wow was it because of my acrylic it nails?" right yeah it, it was so it was so foolish but those are the things you start thinking when you know for a fact and i knew compared to people that were getting positions i knew i had a, a lot of these things and i had all this experience and i just didn't understand why i wasn't getting Anywhere, and I definitely started getting down. Um, and I worked, I worked part time throughout the summer at um, a local Panera Bread, and you know, and of course, just to make some money. But I will always just be frustrated because I'm like, why? Like why? Like why is this? Why yeah. is this not happening? But I ended up getting a, a full time internship first, and then I ultimately got my first full time job. Pretty much like a year almost a year after i graduated so it was it was pretty difficult i'm not even gonna lie i'm not even gonna lie and i'm not even gonna try to sugarcoat it because i feel like i have i applied to almost almost from what indeed says because you know indeed tracks your applications how many you apply for <laughs> it was almost like a thousand i swear to god and i'm yeah. not even trying to be dramatic so it was just an experience and i just don't want other students to go through that, go which through is, that. Right. I just want them to feel more prepared and feel like, and I just want them to make sure they're doing whatever they need to do to get in whatever industry they they get into. So yeah, that's why wow. I shared that experience. And that's why I yeah. really wrote this song.
1: And and that's good that you were able to share that experience and then put it in some, in an in a artistic way, of course. And so, like, did you ever in recording pay what you owe did you ever think to yourself like i might not need to say this or i might not even need to put this out <laughs> at all because you know still t- considering having to make a living you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying and having people go out and you know find your 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 work and question and then yeah. begin to question you as an employee so did you ever yeah. have those doubts about releasing the song or what exactly you would put in the song if that makes sense.
2: Yeah, no, for sure and I'm glad you asked that question because at first I didn't, not at all cuz to me I this is like my artist self and I would always separate that from my work self um aggressively. But I ended up getting I ended up um getting a new full-time job this year around like February and then I got let go in April because of the coronavirus mm-hmm. and when i got let go it really made me reevaluate what i want to do with my life and from shoot from like 2015 to up until that point i was always trying to record music on the side i was always trying to save up whatever little money i had um to record on the side to write you know to do these things i actually wanted to do um and i feel like once i got let go i was kind of like you know what just go for it. And I had that song. That was one of the songs I just had ready. And I was like, you know what? We were, all, we're going through the coronavirus stuff. Um And you know, the Black uprising that's been happening worldwide. I was like, I'm going to release it. And if people can relate to it, that is the most important thing at this specific moment. And I, I wrote mm-hmm. that song in like, what, the end of 2019. But it's really now more relevant than ever because that idea of getting paid what we're worth is on top of everyone's mind so you know now I guess within the past I would say within the past few weeks I do think like ooh, like what if someone sees this like what if like a former employer or like if I have to go back to work a future employer sees it and to be honest I feel like this is who I am, you know, luckily enough, I'm, I'm in a stable situation where I can really choose the next position. Like if I, if I ever need to go back to make some money and work at a traditional job, I can really choose what organization I want to work with. I can choose to work with an organization who's like-minded, you know, Um, I can work with a company that's about what I'm about. So if they hear the song, they'll be like, yup, we understand you fully and Mm -hmm. we support that messaging. Um, And that's only luckily enough because I'm in a stable situation where I can be be choosy. But I feel like even if I wasn't in um, a super stable position, I just feel like this is me and this is my experience. And and if you hear this song and you're offended by it, then like you really need to look at your company and your values Mm -hmm. and understand why this song makes you feel some type of way. Are you not- Right, exactly is are you not paying your employees properly? then that's a conversation we need to talk about, mm-hmm. you know so yeah
1: um, so in your opinion, um <clears throat> do you feel like the that as far as being treated a certain kind of way, do you feel like that has more to do with age like you know post grad? Or do you feel like it has to do more so with like your race and nationality? Which one do you think has played a part in your in the whole experience after graduation?
2: Hmm. To be honest, I I think it's both. <clears throat> I think it's definitely both because when you come out of college, sometimes I feel like companies are banking on you not understanding how to negotiate, understand how to research Mm -hmm. what salary you're um, entitled to. And they know you're green to it. And most of the time, like I was, you're eager to get something because your loans are about to be coming through after your six months grace period. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we're really hustling and we're we're really trying to get our experience up as well. You know, so I definitely think companies understand that so there's definitely that's the age factor you know sometimes we don't have all the knowledge or we're not all the way prepared as much as we thought it would be and you know to be honest I wouldn't be surprised if race played a factor like I said um like I said I just feel like some energy some comments that I feel like I've received um especially about the nails thing it just made me feel like very taken aback Mm -hmm. and and that was an interview, interviewer, interviewer, excuse me, who said that to my face. So imagine like the other people, imagine the people who are discussing amongst themselves, like behind the scenes, imagine what they're saying. I don't know. So I would not be surprised. Okay.
1: I definitely, I, I, I definitely understand. And I also think that it's different too, with women. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. I think women are more so afraid to ask, for what they des- what they feel like they're worth or that de- or they deserve, because it's because it's just like life, mm-hmm. <laughs> life, like when it comes down to it, the white man is at the top, and then the white woman, and then the black man, and then it's us, mm-hmm. in all honesty, and so. What does the person on the very bottom look like asking anyone above them or telling anyone above them, look, I'm not, I ain't even really going to do it Mm -hmm. unless I don't get, unless I get this amount of money, excuse me. And so it just kind of makes you, um, I think, kind of, do you feel like it makes you? feel like you have to be aggressive or the aggressor mm. in certain situations as far as your professional <sighs> life is concerned and not even to get the money that you are owed but the respect because maybe owe can go different ways you know what I'm saying it could go as far as money it could mm-hmm. go as far as respect um Absolutely. and and you know people are just now starting to take the Me Too movement and and, and <clears throat> things like that serious, but even down to that, yeah. it could play a part. So do you feel like Black women have to be more aggressive in the workplace in order to get the things that they ultimately feel like they deserve?
2: Mm, that is such a good question. <laughs> uh, to be honest, I feel like as Black women, we shouldn't feel like we have to, like we're forced to do anything to get what we're worth. It should be... Right it should be given to us automatically like it shouldn't because i I was having this conversation with my eldest sister and she recently got a new job which she's so happy about and she loves and we always talk about career stuff and she's in like the the data science realm and we were talking about the whole you know we have to work twice as hard to get you know half as much and stuff um or we have to work twice as hard to get to the same level and in 2020 i just don't even feel like we were talking about how we don't feel like that's even worth it anymore you know and she was talking about the concept of working twice as smart like working smarter Mm -hmm. you know i feel like i'm not going to speak for all black women i can only speak for myself but i don't think i have to be the to be aggressive or an aggressor you know you know clawing my way to get what is rightfully mine right now I think there are certain I think there's techniques and there's certain how do I say I think there are ways I feel like we have to learn how do I say there I think there are certain things we need to learn to get what we're worth I think goes back to the negotiation skills like the confidence, someone spoke about this on my Pay Me What You Owe oh series that, and um, we'll talk about it later, but the idea of having corporate confidence, she said, I think it goes more to that, more towards understanding when when you're entitled to a salary increase, when you're entitled to a promotion, understanding how you can make the most out of your position. So I think we should think more of that as opposed to feeling like we have to like we just have to work day and night stay the latest in the office be their first thing and do these things that aren't good for our health at all if that right makes sense.
1: yeah i definitely understand what you're saying and so my last question to you is um you have your series you have the song but you also have your series that you do um via instagram and so could you talk to the listeners because i'm I'm already hip to the game, but talk to the listeners about the series that you have on Instagram and and what exactly it is and the purpose of it.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, So basically the series is called the Pay Me What You Owe" series, inspired by the song, of course. And the idea was to interview... Uh, professionals from different levels in different industries, you know, so the first week of July, I spoke to 2020 grads. So those are like the fresh professionals looking for their first opportunity. The second week, I spoke to entry level professionals. Oh, sorry, the second week, I spoke to first generation professionals. So people like me, you know, who may have parents who don't actually understand, you know, how, you know, the job market works in 2020. Mm-hmm. The last week, I spoke to entry level yeah, entry-level professionals. And and this last week of July, I'm speaking to mid-level professionals. And I feel like, especially as Black people, we've all been through similar experiences and similar situations as it relates to, like, college, graduating, and the issues, the issues that come with it. But I think what was really important for me is to have different people of different backgrounds share their experiences. Like, I think people need to understand 2020 grads and what they're going through during this crazy time. We have to understand, we have to absorb the knowledge from the mid-level professionals because they're going to let us know how we can get the promotion, how they negotiated their salaries and what they did to get to where they are, you know?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I just think all these backgrounds were super important. So yeah, this is, this is the last week and I'm interviewing some cool people. Um, and yeah, I'm just gonna, I just hope to, keep making songs that people can relate to um, on a just like on a like personal level the way um, I have received really positive feedback on this song on like the relatability so I just hope I can continue making music that resonates with people on that level
1: okay well um, I'm glad that you were able to come and share and drop some jewels and we were basically able to exchange the information as women of color, because I think a lot of times we are very competitive in the workplace. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. I want to just put out there to my listeners that she reached out to me and I thought it was a very beautiful thing because we live in a society where, like, men, I think men, black men, men of color, whatever the case, what, however you want to put it, they, they, they're okay with looking out for each other I think Mm. a little bit more than we are and so when you reached out to me it was like I have to do it not because you because you reached out but because you reached out and you were a black woman Mm. um because I think a lot of times like what we both do is a creative thing this is our Mm. creativity And even though I don't sing and you don't have a podcast, but you you know, you have a series, you know? Yeah. And so it could easily be, be like, look, I ain't even reaching out to her cause she might take away from, you know, she might take my shine and this is that. Nobody, I don't think a lot of times black women look at it as we can both shine, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so with you just reaching out, just wanting to be on the podcast, um, I think it enhances my platform as well as yours. absolutely i definitely i appreciate you for that because it just it doesn't it's rare that it that that happens and so that's why i just love uplifting black women women of color in whatever that they love to do because it's room out here for all of us whether we're in the same the same field or not it's room (laughs) it's room for all of us so i do appreciate that um and so, with our class conclusion, we typically here at College University. With the class conclusion, I go ahead and share inspiration and advice, and um, and I also give listeners the opportunity to share inspiration and advice. So, for your class conclusion, and it could be on anything; it doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily have to be on Pay me what you owe. Anything that's yeah. your heart and your soul right now. What would you like to share with listeners um, for your class conclusion?
2: Ooh, um funny enough i actually remembered what i wanted to say um for one of the questions early earlier on um regarding my journey and i think that would make for a good class conclusion so class um i would say two things one i would say celebrate the small wins um Mm -hmm. to me a small win is when someone gives me feedback on a song and says, like, wow, I can't believe you wrote that. That that means a lot. Like I celebrate that and I get so giddy because I'm like, yeah, it's like the fact that you even listen to the song means a lot. Being on this podcast, you know, I I'm honored you even have me on here. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, I think a lot of the times as people in general, we're always trying to go, like we're always trying to go to the biggest thing or hop onto the biggest wave or just always think like higher, higher, bigger, bigger. But this is probably just as impactful. Our conversation is probably just as impactful as it is if it was like some huge thing. So, um, and the last thing I think is um, organization, which goes back to the conversation we had uh, before. Take yourself don't take yourself too seriously, but take yourself seriously. You know, that's something I did learn from my nine to five, you know, give yourself a time to wake up in the morning. Um, give your, give your, give yourself time to have a break to, you know, do yoga, read your Bible, pray, like whatever mm-hmm. you need to do to like send yourself, give yourself a lunch break, give yourself time to mm-hmm. go throughout your day. So you, you work at your, maximum efficiency um and try to be organized in everything you do and really look to your right and left going back to not always choosing bigger but look to your right and left of people who are kind of at similar levels and grow with them because those are the people you are going to see you know once someone blows up you guys will, will blow up as a result so there's no taking away shine taking away shine you know so that's my class conclusion
1: I definitely can agree with you on that. Um, and one thing I want to share with people, I saw this on um, it's called the the social media platform, it's called Brown Girl Self-Care. And it was a post that said Council Grind Culture.
0: Yes, and please. The
1: <laughs> <laughs> and the caption is it's, it's a little lengthy, but I'm gonna read it because this is my platform. Um, <laughs> And I think it's very important, especially I think it's important for people to understand, but especially women of color. And it says, we are killing ourselves thanks to grind culture, which stems from systemic oppression and racism, by the way. Long hours at work, long hours at home, team no sleep, up late, up early, burned out, struggling mentally in secret, no breaks, people pleasing, limited boundaries, working while on vacation if we take one. Mm. Our parents did it because that was the only way their families could survive two and three jobs to get ahead but still struggling struggling Mm -hmm. and exhausted struggling and missing family time struggling and taking zero time to themselves to regain a sense of balance struggling and still not enough for health care so i just wanted to Mm -hmm. share that with you as well as the listeners as our class conclusion to understand that you know it's okay to work for the things that you want, the nice things that you want, but you should also most definitely take care of yourself and understand that grind culture, that's not something that's like losing sleep every night, being tired as hell, all of that is not the wave. Um, I encourage everybody <laughs> when you go and get a job and they offer you the job, especially black women, women of color, ask for more. I don't care how much mm-hmm. X for X for more, and this is coming from me because that's what my dad taught me how to do, and it was oh, wow. easier for him to do that versus me because he's a man, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, but he taught me that, and ever since he taught me that, I've been able to get more than what was proposed in the first place from a job and i still got the position because if if you're good you're good and if they want you they want you um and they're gonna pay you what they owe mm-hmm. what, what they owe you and what you deserve they're mm-hmm. gonna give you that same respect um i encourage everybody to leave a job that doesn't show them th- their worth whether it be respect wise money mm-hmm. wise time wise any of that leave um because you you, you work for more more than likely and so that's my class conclusion But as always, I'm encouraging everybody to wash their hands and drink their water and mind the business and the only business that pays them. Um, And that's it. Mm -hmm. That's all. Until next week, we will be here on the same day, same time and the same platform. But until then, we out.